Hello and welcome to another episode of Money Lesson of the Day, a short podcast created to help you navigate your relationship with money. I'm Duduzulu Tuli and I created this podcast as a way to teach people that money and financial freedom are a byproduct of how we frame money and then the habits we develop from that framing and understanding. This is my manifesto, the guideposts and guidelines that shape what I strive for in my personal financial life. It's a way to live my best financial life right now. It's what I turn to when I'm in my lowest moments and nothing seems to be going right for me financially. It's the lessons that I lean on. I'm not saying that you should do any of the things I talk about in this podcast. I'm just hoping that by listening to this podcast, it gets you to start asking questions about how you view and use your money. And I hope that that financial education hopefully starts to give you some measure of financial control in your life. I strongly believe that it's not so much about the amount of money that one has, but rather one's ability to manage it, grow it, and ultimately control it that will determine if we reach our financial goals. In today's episode, I'd like to talk about saving. One of the most critical habits that you need to develop in your financial journey. It's extremely critical, but it's also extremely difficult to develop. And why I say that is you just simply have to look at the numbers. The saving ratio of South Africans is absolutely horrendous, and that's putting it lightly. I'd like to believe that due to the current COVID-19 pandemic, we'll start seeing people saving more because their financial security is being threatened by the economic impact of this pandemic. I'd like to believe that many will save more in the short term, uh, and this is largely prompted or motivated by their fears, their fears of how do I survive this. But I do have to wonder how long that might actually last. Because when things return to some normality over the next year or two, how many people who do start saving now, um, who do start building their cash reserves, will continue to nurture that habit over the long term. And what I ask this is that if we look back at past financial crises, uh, we've seen that in crises that have come before, this has prompted people to save a bit more, like I said, because they become aware of the importance of an emergency fund and having cash reserves when these things happen. But then the two to three years down the line, after a crisis has passed, we see that the behavior reverts back to normality, and normality being that people do not save enough. So while a crisis in the short term helps people uh, to save more because it makes the need for saving that much more important, it puts it top of mind, what then turns to happen is that as the crisis dies down, and we return to normal life, that habit doesn't seem to carry through. And if you look at data from trading economics, it shows that South African household saving ratio moved from a positive, moved to a positive terrain, clocking around 0.1%, I kid you not, 0.1% in 2010. This was after the 2008 global financial crisis. And I say it moved to a positive territory because prior to that, 
local households were dis-saving, which means they were actually spending more than they earn. And the saving ratio was hovering around minus 2%. So it moved from minus 2% to just over 0.1%. Yet a year later, if we look at the data from 2011, the ratio dipped below 0% again. So just looking at the most recent financial crisis, you see that relationship that I just talked about where people make a concerted effort during the crisis, but as we move on, then it goes back to normality. Normality being that we don't save enough. And these numbers are alarming because when someone says we move to positive territory and, and then they say that's 0.1, that's very alarming. Because if you want to retire comfortably, we as financial planners constantly advise that you should be saving at least between 12 to 15% of your income consistently over multiple decades, depending on how long you expect to live and the income that you want in, in retirement. So 12 to 15, 12 to 15% then seems just unattainable if, if, if the average in good times, inverted good times, is 0, 0.1. And we also see that in the numbers, and that in South Africa, we have a retirement crisis where less than 4% of the working population, as it stands today, will be able to retire. For the other 96%, um, they're either going to have to work till they pass away or when retirement comes, they're going to have to face a huge decrease in the standard of living in their life, meaning that they're going to go from eating steak to eating tuna or something much, much worse. The past data is very discouraging, but it's not surprising. The results that we see on an annual basis are just the latest in, in, in decades-long trends of insufficient savings by South Africans. And I've written about this and I've spoken about this before. Saving money is extremely difficult. It's a very difficult habit for most people to develop while spending in a very undisciplined way is a very easy habit for people to, to, to develop. And why? It's because we live in a consumerism society that pushes instant gratification. So spending in an undisciplined way, you get instant gratification. Saving in a disciplined way, that's delayed gratification. And for most people, it's very difficult to do. And also what tends to happen is that because people do not have the habit and it's not a constant thing, they also tend to set very lofty goals. I can't tell you how many times I've met with people and they tell you, listen, I want to save for my wedding. I want to save for a down payment on my house. I want to, and they give you this big number, but they fail to reach them, not because they don't have the money, um, but because it's such, it's such an unusual thing for them to do. It's, it's not part of their nature. It's almost against their nature. And when they fail to meet these targets, being a down payment for a house, paying down debt, saving for wedding, whatever it is, because they fail to reach these big targets they give themselves, they then feel dispirited and they give up. And then every time, or the next time now, it's time, or when the next time comes to save for the next goal, it's that much more difficult. It is for this reason that I highly recommend developing and cultivating the far more effective habit of saving money regularly by making it part of your lifestyle. Don't make it a special occasion. 
Don't wait for something to happen. Don't make it a once-off or sporadic event. Saving money needs to become part of your lifestyle. It needs to become part of who you are. The data does tell us that this is easier said than done because of the society that we live in. It, the society models how to spend, but it very rarely models how to save. And I think if a lot of us just look at our own environment, how we grew up, we can all point to, oh, that is how you spend money. That Your society, your family, your friends, that's what they show you. But very few of us actually have those examples in our life where someone actively showed you how to cultivate the habit of saving. And, and this is really what I want to get into in today's episode and give you a very short psychology-backed four-step approach to cultivating the habit of saving money on an ongoing basis so that it becomes part of your lifestyle. So what do we do if we want to make saving part of who we are? The first thing is that your first saving goal has to be very small and very specific and very achievable. So what do I mean by this? Usually when you start saving, a financial advisor will say, a great place to start is to build up your emergency fund. The commonly accepted and recommended advice is that you should have about six months worth of expenses as a bare minimum saved up in an emergency fund. So that's a huge figure. So basically what we're saying is that you need to work out how much do you spend on a monthly basis and save up six times uh, worth. So if you're spending 20000 every month in your expenses, then you need to be saving 120000 And for anyone, this is a very big number and will most likely require uh, a, a few years to achieve. So it's a big number and it's a very uh, long-term goal. And, the, and because it's a big number and because it's going to take you a long time to achieve, this is what makes the goal very daunting. And it's that and, and it's because the goal becomes daunting, this increases the chances of never of the goal never being achieved. So rather than focusing on the end on the end and the end goal, rather than focusing on I need to save up six months worth of expenses, I suggest that you've got to break it down into a small uh, monthly and achievable figure. So rather than focusing on, oh, I need to get to a hundred and twenty thousand, focus on I need to save up one thousand rand this month. Just focus on that. Choose and then achieve the goal of saving a specific amount of money for emergencies. Choose something that you know you will be able to achieve. A thousand rand a month. This a thousand rand a month. That's it. Focus on the thousand rand. It's specific. It's achievable. It's small. Your monthly focus should be on a small, achievable target. And that's what you put away. So in the beginning, don't focus on the end goal. Just focus on what you have to do that month. And I know this tip might seem counterintuitive because after all, isn't a goal diametrically different from a habit in reality? But in reality, forming and achieving specific goals is 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 a crucial early step in in habit formation people can only form new habits when they have adopted particular behavior patterns to begin there must be some underlying motivation to behave uh, 
Remember how you felt or how you behaved when you wanted to learn to drive a car. In the beginning, you had a, you, you, you had a focused goal of just passing the driver's test. And this is what drove you to learn. So when you have a big goal to achieve, just focus on what's in front of you. Don't focus on the end. Focus on what's in front of you because that makes it attainable, achievable, specific. So that's the first step. The second step is you got to save every single day. You have to save every single day. So once you have your monthly goal, you actually got to break it into a daily goal, even if it means that you're saving just a few rand every day. To form a robust habit, the targeted behavior must be repeated regularly, keeping the context constant. Actively saving money every single day, even if it's a, it's a few rands every day, is actually crucial to forming a saving habit. I want to quote something here from social psychologist Wendy Wood and Dennis, Dennis Ruger, who explain in a, in, a, in a excellent review chapter about the research on the psychology of habit. So this is what they say. It's a bit of a mouthful. Habits strengthen through associative and reward learning mechanisms that capture the slow, incremental nature of habit formation. With each repetition, small changes occur in the cognitive and neural mechanisms associated with procedural memory. Through Herbian learning of repeated connections, cognitive associations between context cues and a response are strengthened gradually so that people are prepared to repeat performance when the context cues are encountered again. So I said a lot there. I said a lot there. What does that actually mean in plain English? To develop a habit, you must do that thing continually. The mere act of doing is what forms the habit. The mere act of doing is what builds the necessary pathways and connections in your brain and makes the habit part of who you are and your daily way of life. As opposed to it being some special once-off or sporadic event which requires effort, you want it to become part of your daily life. Why is this? It's because as humans, we're very lazy. And if we want a habit to stick, it must almost become like instinct. It must become the norm and thus require very little or no effort from our part. And this tip also goes against the advice of many experts, which is to automate savings. And that's very, that's very good. And it sort of builds in, in that we say automate savings that there is an effort. But in the beginning, you want to actually develop the habit. So once you've done step one, which is small, specific, achievable target, monthly target, then break it down into a daily amount and then actually do it every day. By actually doing the thing, you are developing the habit. Step number three is that you got to make it visible. you got to make it visible. While the first two tips are about the process of forming a saving habit, step three and four are about actually supporting that habit. Research shows that the key to having a resilient habit is to make both habitual actions uh, and resulting rewards visible and tangible. What does this mean? It means that as you do, you've got to reward yourself. 
so that you build an, associ an association between the actual acts. It's similar to if you go on a diet or start gymming to lose weight, in the beginning, it's very difficult because you, you're putting all this effort in, but you don't seem to be losing weight or losing centimeters. But once you start actually seeing the physical manifestation of your efforts, it becomes easier and easier and easier. So when you are saving visibly and seeing the savings accumulate, whether this be you're saving it in a glass jar or whether it's 2020, you're saving it on an online account that you can go in and look at every day. By actually seeing the visible accumulation, this supports the habit formation. Visible signs of progress provide positive feedback and encourage us to continue. And I think perhaps this is why most people really struggle to save over the long term. Because if you're saving for your retirement, you're trying to get to this figure of 5, 10 million or whatever it is. And... As, as advisors, we encourage you to put the money away and not look at it. And that makes sense because the market is so volatile. You don't want to drive yourself crazy. But in the beginning, when you're just trying to formulate the habit of saving, it does actually help you to keep getting that positive reinforcement as you add a few rand every day. Look at it. See the accumulation because that progress provides positive feedback and it encourages you to stick with it and to continue. All right, and then point number four, last but not least, is that regardless of how much you earn, you need to consistently spend less than you make. You need to spend less than you make. This final tip, tip seems obvious, but it's probably the most difficult out of all the four. Because you can't do the first three without this. It doesn't matter if you go step number one of, of, of set a small, achievable, and specific goal. I've set it. That's my monthly goal. Then you go to step number two. I've broken it into daily, how much I need to say daily, and I'm doing it daily to get that repetition, to build that savings muscle, and then I'm making it visible. But none of this is possible if you're spending all of your money. There has to be a difference between how much you spend and how much you make. The main reason people are not able to save money is that they do not have control over their spending. If you want to form a saving habit, you must consistently spend less than you make. How to do this is a, is a very challenging issue, and it's one that deserves its own podcast. So I'd encourage anyone to go back and check out episodes two and four, because I, I do discuss um, that topic in a lot more detail. But you need to spend less, uh, spend less than you make. The requirements that you pay attention to your spending and enact ways to curb it and bring it in line with your income is very critical. You can't save if you have nothing to save. Research, research has shown that people with a very strong savings habit are most times frugal and find spending money to actually be painful. So cultivating a savings mindset and habit requires that we abandon the spending mindset that is encouraged, so strongly encouraged by society. And that's it, those are the four steps. Step number one, make it into, set a small, specific and achievable goal. Step number two, save money every day. Step number three, 
do it in a visible and tangible way so that you can see it accumulates and you get that positive feedback. And last but not least, monitor your spending and bring it below your level of income. And if you can do these four things, you can develop possibly one of the most critical, if not the most critical habit that you need to develop in your financial freedom journey. And that is learning how to save. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. As always, it's really appreciated. If you did enjoy it, please feel free to share it with your friends and family. If there's a money topic that you'd like for me to cover in future to discuss in more detail, or if you need help with your personal finance and investment management needs, please feel free to drop me an email on mduduzi at latulicapital.com. That's mduduzi at latulicapital.com. M-D-U-D-U-Z-I at L-U-T-H-U-L-I-C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. Duduzi at LittuliCapital.com or feel free to follow me on Twitter. That's at TrustFundZulu, at TrustFundZulu. I look forward to hearing from you. Have a fantastic day.